What is going on, y'all? How y'all doing today? Doing good. Uh, yeah, we've been good, man. You know, I just had a week to reflect on what happened last week to my Cowboys. And uh, it, it is what it is. I'm not even too mad about it, actually. This was actually probably the least heartbreaking season um, that the Cowboys have had in a long time. I feel like last season was much more heartbreaking. The Jared Goff year was pretty bad. Actually, no, that year wasn't that bad either. And then the uh, the Aaron Rodgers was the, probably the worst. But, and no, the Dez year was definitely the worst. Um, but yeah, the NFL uh, is moving on now to the NFC Championship game. But we're gonna break down what happened. In the- Starting off, first things first, we gotta go to uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Trevor Lawrence. The Jacksonville Jaguars in KC. Obviously, we saw what happened to Mahomes. Uh, was that was it the second quarter, first quarter where he got hurt? Yeah, first quarter. First quarter, he goes down with that ankle. Um, and he, I, I believe it was like a high ankle sprain. Is that what it looked like? Yeah, that's what they say. That's yeah. what they're saying. He goes down. It looked pretty gruesome. And uh, the mic'd up version of it, actually, he was begging to come back in the game. He said, please, play. But, you know, that man Chad Henney came in the game, bro. He did his thing. Chad Henney might be, I would say, one of the best backups in the league. Because what we've seen from him when he comes in the game, and he's always coming in the big games, the big moments of the games, too. Uh, two years ago, we saw in Cleveland, or against Cleveland, he did seal the game, throwing to, uh, what was his name? After Mahomes got a uh, concussion through to Tyreek Hill to close out the game. And we had, this year, 98-yard drive, beautifully orchestrated him and um, yeah, so Chad Henney, 15-year vet in the league, got it done. Um, pretty much, I mean, that 98-yard that ninety eight yard drive got to be a backbreaker for the Jaguars. Yeah. I think it took them up to, like, 17-7, and then the Chiefs just held on to the game. Um, as for the Jaguars, I, I got I to gotta give props to Trevor Lawrence and Dougie P. I think they're ahead of schedule. Um I mean, this year was not supposed to be a playoff year for them. They were supposed to be – they were probably going to – I mean, going to be like 5-12 and 12 or 6-11. and 11. I just thought the roster wasn't good enough. But, I mean, the, props to the Jaguars. They are rolling. Um, they they won a playoff game. And I think the road only gets better for them here. And, I mean, this just goes on to the AFCs. Like, the AFC really has all the best quarterbacks in the league. I think Trevor Lawrence is bound for um, – I think he broke out this year, but I think he's going to get even better next year. Um, and the Jaguars will be scary moving forward. They're going to get Calvin Ridley um, coming back from his suspension. Uh, and things are looking good for the Jags. And for the Chiefs, there's going to be a lot of talk. But we'll, we'll do our prediction later. But, um, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, 100%. Every time he starts, he's going to the AFC Championship game. I think uh, you can't take that away from him. You lose Tyreek Hill and you still get back to the AFC Championship. You're back to exactly where you were last year. So that's what happens when you have Patrick Mahomes. I think he could take any team to the playoffs. And I think he can win a playoff game with every single team in the league, bro. And I'm not even disrespect. I'm not even – I put him in Chicago, I, I, I guarantee you they'll be in the playoffs. I'm not even lying. Yep, 100%. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes really um, – Don't know about that one. Man, yeah, Chiefs versus Jags. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chiefs versus Jags. It was a result we all expected. Most people placed their bets on the Chiefs, um, and that all changed. And the people start having that depth soon. They saw Mahomes uh, injure his ankle. It looked pretty bad. Uh, high ankle sprain. I know he's in pain. You know, he definitely is trying to. I like he's ready for the championship game, but he's definitely in pain for sure. Um, but you know, he's he walking on it. He, Able to run it out, so we'll see how he goes next week. But yeah, he was able to win this game with, win this game with half a leg, which is crazy. Um, this dude is clear cut the best quarterback in the league. Tier one, no one's touching him. Um, the things he's able to do uh, that one touchdown to Valdez family in the back on, on one ankle, like I don't think there are at least ten of the quarterbacks who can do that. Uh, so his greatness is just. He just keeps adding to his resume. His greatness is being proved. Um, and I think the Chiefs have to be the work on going into next week. You know, going against the Jags this week. They did miss a lot of tackles in the ECN. And I think 
missed tackles have been a reason why they lost to the Bengals the last two um, games. So it's definitely something to watch on into this game. But, you know, props to them. People lost Tyreek Hill. Uh, and they responded nicely. Mahomes, MVP, back to the championship. Uh, the Chiefs team is Mahomes-Reed combo. is definitely all-time. And, you know, I expect great things coming forward. I think it's a Super Bowl year for them. Um, Chad Henning, great, great drive. So why it's been in the league for so long. Why, you know, you see a lot of backups in the league. They, you know, be a backup for a couple of years and they're gone, but he's showing why he's a consistent backup guy. Um, but yeah, next week they got the Bengals. Hopefully they're able to take, get the job done and get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it was a gutsy performance right there by Mahomes. I got to give it to him. Um, you know, the, I felt like the Jags had a lot of chances, but um, that giving up that that ninety eight yard drive, um, you know, that that really really hurt them because it took up a lot of clock and it's just kind of a, you know, kind of demoralizing for your defense, especially knowing that Mahomes is probably going to come back in the game the way he was um, carrying himself on the sideline. There was no way he was going to miss um, the rest of that game and um, came back. Um, wasn't really able to move much. Like we saw him on the handoffs, like dude was like literally hopping to hand off the ball. Um, but he made the plays he needed to. Um, he had like two scrambles, like where he had to like hop over the defenders outstretched hands, which were like, like, how do you have the awareness to do that? That was really, really, um, good on his part. And, um, yeah, the chiefs defense, I felt like they did fluster, uh, Lawrence a little bit and, I don't know. The Jags, their game plan just seemed very, very conservative to me. Um, it was a lot of, like, dump-offs and, like, screens. And at one point, I think he had, uh, Trevor Lawrence had thrown 23 passes and had, like, 90 yards. The one deep bomb they threw that went through Kirk's hands, I mean, they got he got pretty open. Like, I felt like they should have been a little more aggressive um, and thrown some uh, more deep shots. Um because that's kind of what got, got them back in the game um, against the Chargers. But I felt like there were a lot of opportunities that they left out there on the field. But, um, yeah, the Chiefs, I mean, Travis Kelsey, this dude is like the definition of a playoff performer, bro. 14 catches, um, made every single big catch. If He didn't get much help from the receivers, honestly. Um, it, it was a Kelsey masterclass. And when you have a guy like that, it makes it so much easier. Um he made a huge catch on the Henny drive that kept the drive alive. Um, he caught it like two yards behind the sticks and like was basically draped all over and was able to convert the first down. And after that, um, Andy Reid and his play calling like took over. Um, that was an amazing drive. And I really got to give it to them. They, um, they've been in these situations twice with Mahomes getting hurt in the playoffs and, um, the coaching staff hasn't batted an eye, and um, they thoroughly deserve to win that game. Um, and I'm excited to for what we see um, tomorrow in that AFC Championship game. But as for the Jags, I mean, they got a bright future. They got cap space. They got their quarterback, um, who's probably no way, he's top four in the league, or in the, at least in the conference for sure. Um, so yeah, they have a bright future. Um, they definitely should try to address the secondary and the offensive line, but. Um, yeah, I mean, they're going to be up there in the AFC for sure, um, especially when you have a guy like Trevor at quarterback. Yep, and then uh, now moving on to the next game in the divisional round, we had the New York Giants heading to Philadelphia uh, to play the Eagles' division rival. I expected this game to be way closer than it was. Very active pick them, the Giants to win, and I feel like a lot of people were picking the Giants. Oh, this is the upset alert, upset alert. Yeah, that just didn't happen, man. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was a demolition from the start. Eagles jump out to an early lead. As soon as it was 14-0 and I saw the Giants just couldn't move the ball, the questions about Daniel Jones started popping up again. Is he the guy? Is he the guy? I don't know. I don't know what kind of Daniel Jones you're going to get. His best games are he – can, he can dice up any bad defense. Um, but I think this is just mediocre. Uh, he can beat bad teams. But he can't, he can't move the ball against a good defense. And uh, that's what you need to win, you know, playoff games. Big games. So, uh, moving forward, I don't know if the Giants can continue Daniel Jones. Is he is he going to be able to win you that big game? I don't know. Um, Giants, it was just bad from the start. But 38-7, to 
seemed like the offense could never get going. Um, they seemed look, they looked way too predictable, and then their defense just couldn't stop the run at all. Jalen Hurts looked a hundred percent off that shoulder injury. The Eagles are looking scary, and um, I don't know what's going to happen against San Francisco 49ers. I think that quarterback gap might be the difference. I don't know who I'm going to pick, but <clears throat> I mean, seventh round, seventh round player against Jalen Hurts. I don't know. Um, the Eagles' front line is absolutely disgusting. Uh, I think what four players had sacks. They, they, that Eagles team is probably in the league. I think in terms of roster wise, it's going to be one and two for the 49ers and the Eagles. Um, the attack. This team is dangerous, and um, I, think I wouldn't be as hurt if they were to get to the Super Bowl win this year because they're that team is so much. I mean, they've been dominating all season besides those two losses against – or those three losses against the Commanders, Cowboys, and Saints. They look great, but, uh, yeah, the, the Eagles are flying high. Uh, I don't see – I don't know if – I don't – I think anything that comes out the AFC has a chance, but if the Eagles keep playing the way they played on Saturday night against the Giants, I mean, look out because, bro, they can run for 300 yards on you, and they can stop the run. That front line and their secondary, I think they're getting Maddox back this week. So it's going to be a tough task for the 49ers to come in and beat Philadelphia in Philly. So, yeah. Uh, and for the Giants, I think they're in the right direction. There will be a lot of questions about Daniel Jones. Do you franchise him? Do you draft a quarterback in the first round or later? Um, but the Giants are moving in the right direction. Um, I just don't think they're going to replicate this same success next year, honestly. Because some of the games I've watched from them this year did not impress me on their offense. Um, they got that win against the Vikings, and I feel like, I mean, I think this game is about what the Vikings really were. Because if the Vikings came and played 49ers, they would have got waxed. I think the Vikings would have got waxed by the Cowboys, too. Yeah. City. Yeah. Appearance in the NFC Championship game, uh, was it four years? Yep. Yep. Okay. Five, yeah, five years, actually. I got nothing but respect for the Eagles now, especially with Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz was playing, bro. I was. I couldn't stand them, but now they're bearable. They're bearable. Yeah, so I think going into this game, I was probably the only one who thought this game would be a blowout. I remember saying, you know, within that first maybe two minutes of the game, I said this game not going to be close, right? I texted Shane and I mentioned that, and yeah, it was not close at all. Um, the Eagles did what the Eagles do. That random ball down their throats. Um, I've been saying it all year, especially as a Miles Sanders fantasy owner. The Eagles aren't their best when they're really running the ball. We saw that get him going. Jalen Hurts running, Miles Sanders running, you know, hitting the stick with Goddard. Um, getting to, even getting Devontae Smith involved in the game, you know, a little short pass down the sticks going to the end zone. That's when they're at their best. That's what they did to the uh, Giants. Uh, complete domination. Um the Giants' offense just couldn't get anything going. And I've been saying Daniel Jones is not that guy. Um, and I think all the Eastern guy to, you know, win in the playoffs. The Vikings, I don't know what kind of defense they have because letting him go for 300 yards, four touchdowns, is, wow, that's a whole other issue. But, yeah, I don't think he's a guy who can be able to go against you know, the Niners, the Eagles. Um, you know, even the Chiefs' defense would probably have him looking like a seventh-round pick. So, I think going forward, I mean, the Giants do have some good pieces on their team. Granted, he don't have the receivers that a lot of the best quarterbacks in the league do have. Uh, but just looking at the way he played, it was not looking like a franchise quarterback-esque. Um, they have great pieces in Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, going forward, McKinney, uh, and Brian Gable, a great, great coach. Great, great coach. Great, great first year for a guy who was able to inspire some hope in the team. But we saw, uh, we saw what happens if Josh Allen doesn't have him. Yeah. That's the quarterback. That's the quarterback uh, speaker right there. So I think I think what they got to do is this year, I think you give up on the quarterback this year. If you push one more year with Daniel, Daniel Jones and, you know, hope for if he does turn to a franchise quarterback next year and you see, you know, some improvement, great. You know, you, you have your guy. But, 2024 quarterback class looking stack. So I think you ride it out with him four more years, what you have with him. Uh, get him some receivers this year and prepare for that next QB coming in. The de- they have pieces on defense. They have pieces. Their defense is nice, but, you know, that looking bright. I ain't gonna lie. the first, like, six games of the season, and they're, like, six and one, I was like, bro, these are some fluke, fluke wins. I was 
I refuse to put them in my top ten for the longest. So, yeah, going forward, that's what they should do. Yeah, this was definitely my worst pick of the playoffs so far. Um, yeah, um, that pick was all emotion. Um, I got caught up in all that, oh, Giants as underdogs. They won their first playoff game since the Super Bowl year, this and that. And, um, yeah, they were just physically overmatched. Um, they just did not have the talent to match up with the Eagles, especially in Philly. And it really showed. Like, at, once you saw Dayball, who did not have his best game, um, go for it on that second drive when they were down 7-0 on fourth and eight after a sack – that's when I knew, like, he, he knew he didn't have the horses to win this game. And they just looked overwhelmed. Like, the defense was just getting pushed around for the Giants. And I got to give the credit um, to the Eagles for that because they had a strong game plan. Like, Jalen Hurts, um, I, I don't know if he's 100% or not, but he definitely was not running um, into contact like usual. Like, he was fighting a lot earlier. Um, but, yeah, they, they just manhandled him, like, Gainwell was gashing them. Boston Scott, the giant killer, was gashing them. And obviously Sanders as well. Um, Going to be interesting to see uh, what happens with A.J. Brown because I saw he was a little uh, upset with, um, you know, the targets he was getting. And he got kind of dinged up at the end of the game last last week. So that should be something to watch. But um, I thought Lane Johnson, he – Considering, like, his injury, like, he has a torn abdominal muscle or something, he looked pretty healthy, but, I mean, I, I'm just not sure he had to really do much against the Giants' defense uh, this past week. So that should be something to watch as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what you do with Daniel Jones, honestly. I, on, I if, if I were running the Giants, I would probably franchise him rather than franchise Saquon um, and see what you have for him for one more year. Um, before you dole out, I don't know, it's probably going to, like, if you were to give him a long-term contract, he's going to ask for 30 to $35 million. Um, I think maybe another year under the franchise tag, under this system with hopefully some better weapons, um, you can get a better look at what um, Daniel Jones is um, in this offense. Because um, he did show some flashes, like the turnovers have come down. He won you a playoff game. Regardless of what defense it was against, he still won a playoff game on the road. So I feel like he deserves another shot for the Giants. It's just going to be interesting at what price. Um, but, yeah, that, those are my thoughts on that game. You know, I got to ask, um, you know, with like Kenny said, this is one of the best quarterback classes uh, in a while. So if the opportunity persists itself, would you be willing to take a quarterback in the first round if he's available? If you have, let's say, Anthony Richardson is available at whatever pick the Giants have, do you take him? Do you take the risk? Or do you just, you know, I don't know. It's a very, very tough I wouldn't, I wouldn't take the risk. Um, yeah. I feel like if you're going to commit to him for this season, might as well not have that controversy and, like, you know, add to different parts of your team because they do have a lot of holes. Like, they are horrible at linebacker. Like, you saw Jalen Smith was playing. Yep. Like, they're I, terrible I, at linebacker, and their secondary is not that good outside of Dory Jackson and Julian Love. So, yeah, I think they should attack other parts of their mm -hmm. team with their first-round pick rather than taking the risk and having that, you know, controversy. Yeah, I think when I said the QB class, I'm at the one next to Caleb Williams, Drake May, all those guys. So I think this year, if you don't have a shot at CJ or Bryce, you just maybe Anthony Richards just because of the upside potential. But outside of the three guys, I think you just got to you know, go to a position, kind of beat the team before then, uh, get a receiver, Jackson Smith and J.B. you can. Um, yeah, it's my backer, secondary help, anybody but a quarterback this year, man. Evaluate next year. You take your losses with Caleb Williams, something like that. Agree. Um, and moving on to the next game, we got to talk about Stray's favorite quarterback, man, his future goat. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills hosting the Bengals in the snow. When I saw the snow come down, bro, I said, Oh, the Bengals got no shot in Buffalo. Um, what Tom McDermott's undefeated in Buffalo, and his they have the best home winning percentage in NFL history in the playoffs, too. Yeah, the best home winning percentage, all that. Um, everybody was buying their tickets 
Super Bowl AFC Championship game between Allen um, and Mahomes, and uh, yeah, just did not go to plan. That Bills offense looked horrible. Uh, they first defer, kick the ball to Joe Burrow. He goes down, scores a touchdown, easy. Um, as soon as that first, I was, we were kind of, I was kind of just like, dude, this Bills defense cannot keep up with the Bengals offense. <laughs> oh, in the rain, it doesn't matter any type of the game. And we saw during that uh, the Monday Night Football game that got postponed or canceled. Um, that first drive, the Bengals went down the field easily in the first drive too. So I think this Bengals team is just way better matched up, better coached, better quarterback. Uh, they have a run game, which the Bills don't have, and that showed this entire game. You saw Stephon Diggs on the sidelines getting frustrated with Josh Allen not getting the target. Uh, Eli Apple on Twitter was just cooking every single – I mean, there he was going off. He's, he was talking um, right after the game, and, I mean, good for him. He, he played well. But, yeah, the, I think this loss is more so – because Josh Allen, let's be honest here, from last season to this season, he had stressed, right? You can agree on that. Yeah, I can agree, definitely. He's been reckless with the football. Um, I think he had, what, he, he had three interceptions in these two games in the playoffs. Uh, he squeaked out a, a, a win against the Dolphins in which they should have won by more than three. Uh, Josh Allen kind of got the Dolphins back into the game. And, I mean... I feel like he just holds on to the ball way too long. We saw what Joe Burrow did when he got the ball. Uh, quick reads, quick reads. He knew exactly where he was going with the ball. Um, I think Josh Allen misses Brian Dable heavily. There's just – this offense is just – I mean, I can't put this all on Josh Allen because their run game is literally non-existent. And in, in the snow, are you going to be – it just doesn't make any sense. Josh Allen was your leading rusher. Um, I think they need to draft a, a running back. If Bijan Robinson is available, you might as well just take him because, I mean, are you really going to rely on James Cook and, uh, what, Devin Singletary for, for Josh? I, I just doesn't, it makes any, doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and, yeah, I mean, this Bills team had everything they needed to win this game, and they just couldn't pull it off. And they just absolutely outmatched um, the Bengals. As for the Bengals, I mean, there's not much to say. Joe Burrow is that guy. He's the second-best quarterback in the league. Trey, you can agree on this, too, now, I think. Yes, sir. Joe Burrow is probably in the league right now. And he's uh, gunning for first. Look at Trey. Bro, you can't just hop off Josh Allen. That's your man. <laughs> hey, he's gunning for first, bro. Uh, Trey's actually crazy, but it's actually crazy. Trey really hopped off the Josh Allen train so fast. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we, as fans, expected the league. We were all talking about the next Brady and Manning would be Mahomes and, and Allen. I think, yo, honestly, I think it's going to be Mahomes and Burrow. I think Mahomes and Burrow will be the next Manning-Brady. Um, this rivalry is, I know it's 3-0 to Burrow's side, but I think Mahomes went here, and this is a real conversation. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Bengals, I slept on them, I'm not going to lie. But I'm not going to let recency bias get to me because I saw what happened against the Ravens, all right? I still think the Ravens with a healthy Lamar Jackson would have beat them. But props to them to go into Buffalo and, and beat a Bills team. That's impressive. Everybody's preseason Super Bowl predictions, bro. The Bills, the Bills that, bro. Y'all made it to the same round as that, bro. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I was just um, – during the season, I was on the Bengals hate train with Vincent. Didn't believe they were good, but you know, the Super Bowl last year was fluke. Um, if not, Joe Burrow is that dude. Um, he, to me, the smartest quarterback in the league, able to read the field the best. And he showed, he showed it this week. Uh, the quick reads, you know, able to get the ball out to, you know, receivers. We saw Jamar Chase have a, had a great game. Hayden Hurst had a great game. Um, the Bill defense just couldn't stop any of them. In the air and on the ground, the 170-something yards on the ground. Joe Mixon played great. This Bills team was just like, this is a team that everyone picked to go to Super Bowl this year? Yeah, good one. Um, Josh Allen has not been the same dude that we saw in that, you know, firework of a game last year against Mahomes. We haven't seen, you know, that same kind of energy, the same kind of explosive, explosive in the offense. Um, Stephon Diggs got locked locked up by Eli Apple and we saw him, you know, have this fun on Twitter all week. But um yeah, the Bills have some questions to answer. I mean, you can't really without Dable to kind of put Josh on in a position to play here ball in the time and we saw he not a dude you won't play here ball with. He's a great quarterback, don't get me wrong. He's still probably number three in the league. But 
the turnovers hurt them a lot. And, you know, when you have the turnovers, you have no run game, your offense is very predictable. And we were able to see the Bengals lock something down. Um, and not even that, without Von Miller on that defense, against a shoddy offensive line for the Bengals. Like, what about the Bengals' offensive line is good? It's still, it's still pretty bad. It's hurt the Lyle Collins. But no Von Miller hurt even more, and we saw the results of that. So going to this uh, game next week, the Bengals got to watch out for uh, Chris Jones. But, yeah, Josh Allen is clear-cut number three. Are we saying Josh Allen's a system quarterback? I'm not right? saying all that, but, <laughs> but we're saying – I'm saying he's clear-cut number three, and he's victim to being lapped by Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert next year. So he got to watch out. He got to have a little dunk that year next year. Yeah. This game pissed me off, bro. My Super Bowl pick, dead. Um, they looked so good in the first ha- or first quarter against Miami. I was like, these boys are going to the Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, Josh Allen, I mean – just reckless decision-making, and the Bills looked absolutely unprepared um, on, what, last Saturday? Sunday, Sunday, last Sunday. Um, yeah, like, the, it's snowing. You have a 6'5 quarterback, and you do not use him in the run game. You're trying to run side-to-side side with your smaller running backs. Like, that is not going to work, Sean McDermott. I don't know what they were doing. It was a mind-boggling game plan. Like, compared to what we saw with the Bengals, they were locked in. They had a great game plan con- considering the elements, considering what they ha- what happened to their offensive line. It was a quick passing game, precision. Like, Joe Burrow was on point their first drive. They just came out, and, um, you know, they were ready to play. And once you saw that first drive and the Bills went three and out on their next drive, I had a really, really bad feeling. And – you know, it ended up coming true. Like, the Bills could not do anything on offense. Um, even that touchdown drive they had, like, that was the only good drive of the, the entire game. And um, they honestly got lucky because one of Jamar's Chase, Jamar Chase basically had a touchdown in the back of the end zone that could have made it 24 to 7. Um, or 21 to 7. Or, yeah, 24 to 7. Um, and it got overturned. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it, – it, that game just really, really pissed me off. The Bills just looked all out of sorts. The defense, um, they did not look ready to play in the snow. Um, they had the advantage um, against their offensive line, and uh, they were slipping all the, over the place. They couldn't get traction, and it kind of neutralized whatever the pass rush they could have had. And I think that was a type of game that you really, really missed Von Miller – you like they have like decent pass rushers, like they have good depth, but when you don't have that one guy, it makes it really hard um, for your defense. And the secondary, I mean, Chris White did not have a good season after he came back. Um, yeah, they just like guys were just running open, um, and I, that was a magnificent game plan by uh, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. They, I gotta give them a lot of props. They went out there in the first game that um, and end up getting canceled, and their offense looked like it couldn't be stopped. And they uh, picked up where they left off, basically. Um, and uh, Joe Burrow, um, yeah, he's the second best quarterback in the league. Um, Josh Allen has to is gonna have to wear this one because he missed a few throws. Like he had digs on the first drive, wide open, could have been a huge, huge game gain, and he missed them. And there was some decision-making that was just really, really um, poor on his part. Like, on third and two, taking a deep shot in the snow, not probably not the best thing to do, but I think the Bills really need to evaluate what they have on offense and, um, you know, um, think about how, like, they, they can't – Josh Allen can't be the superhero every single time. Um Granted, they didn't use his legs enough, and he did have some poor decision-making. Um, he can't be the hero all the time, and I feel like there was just a lot of more pressure on him um, as the year went on, went on, and um, it just it just kind of like you, you, it's a team sport, football, and um, it kind of just got to the point where they're like, okay, Josh Allen, just save us, and um, he couldn't do it this time. Yeah, he just – 
I think we have, uh, you know, you can make tiers. I think Josh Allen is a tier below these two. Um, mm -hmm. I, think, you know, I think Mahomes and Burrow have separated from the rest of the league. And, yeah, I mean, much to be said about that. Um, moving on now to the NFT divisional round in Santa, Santa Clara, California. The Cowboys come into the 49ers stadium. Can't wait to hear this one. Man. Uh, what You know, what can I say? Listen, everything that I've, I assumed and thought about Dak Prescott came true, all right? Whatever happened in Tampa Bay, I don't know what was going on with Dak before that game. I, I honestly think Dak was taking some type of drugs or something, some PEDs. They needed to drug test him after that game because I've never seen Dak play like that. Uh, I said it before because um, this is the real Dak. Whatever we saw right here, this is the real Dak. He's far when he plays like this, the highs and lows of Dak is crazy, bro. It's peaks and valleys with him. When he's up, when he when they're up and he's just throwing darts, he's a top ten quarterback, top eight, seven. He's like that. But what he did against the 49ers, bro, bottom twenty quarterback, bro. I'll give you twenty quarterbacks that are better than Dak in that Sunday performance. Uh, one of the worst games I've seen Dak play, and we. The Cowboys, we really got to start asking questions. Is is Dak really that guy? Is he really that guy? You paid forty five, was it forty five million dollars for season? I don't know what the contract was, but obviously it's an overpay um, because the Dallas Cowboys came and they had Brock Purdy out of sports pretty much the entire game. That was the worst game Brock Purdy has played, I think, all season. Right? Um, Micah Parsons in that defense were balling out. Shout out to Dan Quinn. Um, Dan Quinn is back for another season, so that's. The Cowboys defense. Um, yeah, Micah was eating. Uh, the front line was just getting to, to Brock Purdy. Um, and the 49ers offensive line, I mean, it seemed like the Cowboys defensive line and the 49ers offensive line were on the same playing field that day, even though the 49ers have a great offensive line. Um, DMC was pretty much contained for most of the game. Debo was contained. The only person that could not be guarded, very understandably still, was George Kittle. I mean, that dude is... He's a big-time player, um, top two tight end in the league, uh, very physical, bro. He had that juggling catch, which I will say Trayvon told. He literally whiffed on a hit. How do you whiff on a hit? Like, I was playing – it's like Madden. You know when you go Madden and you try to go for the big hit? And it's just, it, yeah. But I was like, there's no – I think if Trayvon puts that shoulder in, into Kittle, there's a chance Kittle will drop that pass because um, he was still bobbling it for literally like a half second before Trayvon missed the hit. So I don't know what Trayvon was doing. That's, that's what football's come to, bro. You're just too scared to get the flag. That's what happened to Armstead in the end zone against Dak. I think he was scared to get the flag, so he didn't um, tackle him for the safety. Something like that. It looked so Trayvon, like Yeah, so Trayvon missed the hit. And then um, we have Trayvon misses the hit. Then you have Trayvon dropping the interception. This is all on the same drive, too. I think that drive right there, the Cowboys had so many opportunities to, to flip the game around. Um Deflected pass off Anthony Barr, I believe, and Trayvon hits it right in the chest, bro. Right in his chest. Can't make the play. CMC scores a touchdown. And then you have that last three-minute drive. Oh, I got to talk about the two picks, honestly. First pick that Dak threw, bro. You know, people were saying Michael Gallup ran a lazy route. If he's ran a lazy route, why are you throwing to him, bro? He was a ghost all game. Um, He threw it to him. Uh, who, who picked it off? I don't know. He made a great read on the ball. Dak Dak just, yeah, Lenore, he threw to Lenore, hit him right in the hands. Absolutely awful pick. But that happens in the NFL. And then the Cowboys had a great drive, scored a touchdown. And I was like, Mike McCarthy got some big balls. I will say, I do respect Mike McCarthy. I think he's the coach, the right coach for this team. Um, people can hate on him all he wants. That's my coach, though. After seeing Jason Garrett for nine years or eight years, whatever it was, I believe in Mike McCarthy, bro. He's uh, He has proven himself this year. Maybe his maybe his late game decision making is not great, but at least he will win games for the Cowboys. Um, and they and he had the team ready to play. The whole team was ready except for Dak. I don't know what I don't know what happened. Um, and then the and then right before the half, bro. Second and two. Dak. Oh, Tony Pollard goes down right before prayers up to Tony Pollard. I hope he recovers. I hope the Cowboys resign him. He goes down. The Cowboys are driving down the field at the end of the first half, and Dak has the ball. Second and two. And he decides to force it. Was it D.D. Lamb? I don't know who he was trying what, to At the end of the half on the pick? Yeah. Yeah. C.D. Forces it to C.D. Two defenders right there, bro. There's two of them right in front of him. 
forces it. 49ers get the pick. I, I just don't understand. Second and two, Dak, there's clock is running out. I honestly don't know why Kellen Murray wasn't uh, calling up a run at Z. He could get those two yards, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, Dak throws a pick there. So those two picks pretty much cost the Cowboys the game. It ended up being a seven-point game. And the Cowboys, I mean, they're just all the, – this offense is just it's pathetic at times because of Dak Prescott. Because C.D. Lamb, bro, he was cooking. I'm not going to lie. That C.D. Lamb, all that C.D. Terry talk, no, nah, C.D. is better than Terry. No disrespect to Terry, but C.D. Is, is really that guy. He's a top five. Um, and then we have that drive at the end of the game. I think three minutes left. Dak, who runs on the field. In my head, I'm thinking maybe he can save the Cowboys. Maybe he can save the Cowboys. Kenny's talking about – Oh, my God. He throws almost a pick six. And I'm like, okay, maybe that was – maybe that's the, the momentum-changing play that, like, the Cowboys need. Maybe they can snap back into things. Maybe Dak can start focusing. Very next play, bro. Man, Dak is rolling back in the end zone. Almost gets stacked, bro, for his safety. And he throws it to Don Schultz, who – I don't know. He has a crush on Don Schultz, too. Incomplete pass. And then third down, Dak has a little time to throw, and he gets sacked. That's Dak Prescott in a nutshell. Right? Don't forget when Dalton Schultz went backwards out of bounds, and the clock kept running. Yeah. I'll get into Dalton Schultz later. And then so the Cowboys defense gets a stop. Cowboys get the ball back, and in the last the last drive of the game, um, yeah, Dak has a crush on Dalton Schultz or something, bro. I don't know what. Through the Dalton Schultz, his man runs backwards out of bounds. He gets hit, and the clock keeps running. And the Cowboys, very next play, Don Schultz came two feet on the ground, wide open. But, like, you just look down on the ground. So, the Cowboys are set at the 25-yard line. And uh, the last time, Zeke is lined up at center, which I think is a better role for him than Ringo. Uh, he absolutely plowed. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the Dak and Zeke era is over, bro. We got to end it. It's over. I think the Cowboys more need to draft a quarterback. I don't know. It's in the first, second, third, or fourth round. If there's a quarterback available, just take him, bro, because I feel like Dak has gone too complacent. Cooper Rush, dude, you should have scared you already, bro. Cooper Rush is better than Dak Prescott. Um, he would have won that game for the Cowboys. But, yeah, I, I just I, I just don't know what to say about Dak, man. Dude, is just – he's trash. But at least the Cowboys have identified the problem with the team, and it's the quarterback. So, hopefully yeah. they figure everything else out because I think this team is good enough to get to a Super Bowl if you just have any other quarterback in the league, bro. Any other quarterback, you put like uh, maybe not like Davis Mills or something, but <laughs> any of the quarterbacks that are better in Dak besides like Kirk Cousins. I think you put Derek Carr in this offense, they have a, they have a better chance of winning that game. It was what, what I saw, bro. And um, Zeke, that's his. I think that's the last game he's played in the Cowboys. What a so, play call! What a play call! That that dude Zeke. I mean. You guys were trying to tell me the whole season that Zeke is better than Pollard until that was last season, bro. I don't care. Pollard's been better than Zeke, bro. He's been better than Zeke the past two seasons. Zeke is is just lost. I don't know what happened to Zeke, man. It's just I, I it's just I look at Zeke. I'm just like, is this really the same guy that we drafted in 2016? Because it just looks. I mean, I I know running backs have wear and tear, but the, the decline of Zeke is just is just so sad to see, bro. But uh, for the 49ers, prop to them. If they play like the way they played against uh, against the Cowboys against the Eagles, they're gonna lose. Because I did, I was not very scared of the the Forty Nineers at all in that game. Um, Cowboys pretty much beat themselves more than the Forty Nineers won it. So props to the Forty Nineers though; they pulled out the win. Brock Purdy has the same amount of playoff wins as Dak Prescott in his first season starting. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, the game was a very eye opening experience. I was Dak's uh, biggest supporter. Season, bro. Oh, I'm gonna get myself a Dak Prescott jersey in the middle of the game. All right, leave me alone, bro. I I have my eyes are open now. Um, I was a bigger Dak supporter in this chat in this uh, podcast group, and I, I, I'm ready to say, dude sucks. Um, dude, he's fast. I've been trying to see it for years, bro. He's so bad. I was I was sitting there watching that last quarter, praying, praying that you know this is a this is the time where he better prove himself. There was nothing happened. They got another chance. I was like, all right, maybe he got it this time. Nothing happened. He he would play. He played. You know, he played looking good first in the first quarter, first half until his little little interception. He, he was running the ball well. You know, big, throwing some dots, and then all of a sudden, just went downhill. Offense stagnated. They lost Pollard. I think that was the real momentum shift of the game. Yeah. Um, after that, it was just. He used the whole offense, bro. Dak was a bottom bottom 
take quarterback. I was like, what are you doing, bro? Like, do you where's that two years ago? I mean, I don't know what happened. I don't know what's his mentality. I don't know why he forced the like, I, 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 where was Dak last week, bro? What was that? What was that performance? That's that drugs wore off. Going, it was drugs. Going into the game, I remember saying, "If this man tries to force the ball in the middle, they're losing this game, bro." You do not want to throw that ball to Fred Warner. And what did he do, bro? He threw it to the middle. And how many picks did he have? Two. Mm-hmm. And then one potential pick six. Oh, four, but honestly, could have been four. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean wrong. Dak is a. Dak is a good quarterback. And when I say good, when I say good, I mean he's able to start for your team for three or four years and you're okay. Uh, but he's not going to elevate your team whatsoever. He's not going to win you anything whatsoever. Only thing that we've seen. Yeah, I'm known to do, but he sucks. Brock Purdy, I mean, props to him. Two. Kirk are, are literally the quarterback, bro. Yeah, basically. That, I would say Dex I would take Deck over Kirk because I really don't like Kirk. But um yeah, Brock Purdy, congrats. Uh Niners do look beatable. Uh they they have won what eleven straight? Yeah. Eleven straight games. Uh Brock Purdy playing great this year. Uh he did look like a rookie this year, this week against uh, the Cowboys defense, and it's not gonna get any easier with the Eagles defense. That front foot he said is the four headed beast. Please gotta be ready to play. Um but that being said, George Kittle is still him. He is, you know, one-on-one. So, that takes a little bit of pressure off of Brock Purdy. But going in, I mean, I don't know. He's not a – uh, He's unguardable, bro. Unguardable. Yeah. yeah so, it's going to be like a lot on Kittle this upcoming week. But, yeah, props to the Niners to get to, to the championship once again. One of the most consistent teams of the uh, NFC. Years. Yeah, when they're, when they're healthy, they look amazing. So, shout out to them. Yeah, man. Uh, Ken, I mean, Vince and I were uh, vindicated in our take about that um, this week because um, I honestly thought the Cowboys played a pretty good game. And the only thing that really separated these two teams um, was the play of the quarterbacks. Brock Purdy didn't make any mistakes. And Dak made the two mistakes or multiple or two clear mistakes that kind of cost the Cowboys a game. Um, I felt like there was also a fourth and five on your on the Niners 40 in a tie game. For some reason, Mike McCarthy did not go for it and punted it away. Uh, uh, I had Dak Prescott, bro. I'm not going Yeah, and I think that, that kind of showed, like, he was not really feeling Dak at that time because um, he had already had two picks by then, was not playing the best game. And I think that was more of an indictment on Dak than um, Mike McCarthy. Um, he didn't. He saw how his quarterback was playing and just didn't think it was smart to go for it in that situation. Um, and obviously, there was that looming threat of the Brett Maher missing the field goal, so they didn't try for the long field goal, even though that's one of his specialties. He's a good distance kicker, and they didn't try for the 58-yard field goal in that situation. Um, but, yeah, I think Brock Purdy played good enough to win this game, but he's going to have to play much better to beat this Eagles team because they are better than the Cowboys. They are Their defense is a little better. Um, and, obviously, it's going to be on the road. So, Brock Purdy is going to have to step up this week. Um, I thought he made just enough throws to beat the Cowboys. Um, and, um, obviously, the Niners' defense, um, they, they balled out um, when they needed to. Um, Fred Warner, he made some amazing plays. Like, there was one play where he guarded CeeDee Lamb on a seam route down the middle and played it perfectly. Um, so yeah, I, I, what was I, crazy about that play, bro? He had he had TY running free in the in the seam, bro. Really, Damn. you look at that play, CeeDee was running free, and this man decided, to CD. yeah, the like, the I feel like Dak's picks are like really, really bad, like, they, they're like straight to the defense type of picks. Like, he's throwing dots to the defense. Both of them were, like, the first one, like, what? Like, people were trying to blame Gallup. Like, that was a horrible throw. That wasn't even close to Gallup. Underthrow to CD, too. Yeah, and he he, he was kind of an underthrow on that deep pass. And then, obviously, he threw uh, to Gallup, and he threw it outside when it was supposed to – when he probably would have caught it if he threw it more inside. Um, So, yeah, Dak – 
Um, I think he was the deciding factor in this game because um, the Cowboys' defense was really playing well. Um, they were getting to Purdy in the first half. But, yes, Micah Parsons was kind of getting blanked by uh, Trent Williams in the second half. But I feel like overall as a defense, they did just enough. Like, obviously, Trayvon Diggs dropped that pick, but it also did get tipped. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, it's same old Cowboys. Same, same old Cowboys. I don't know why you thought something special was going to happen, Vincent. You turned I, into a typical Cowboys fan, right? I thought Dak was really going to continue that performance. Until oh, man, that was against really the that was Bucks team, bro. That, th- this is what happens with the Cowboys. When they play bad, they are severely underrated, which is what happened going into the Bucks game because they played horrible against Washington. And after they beat the Bucks, everyone was like, oh, oh, oh. They could be a sneaky upset pick against the Niners. Like, they're, they're deep, like Dak, if he plays like this. And people just got to realize they're an inconsistent team. Um, and they're not a team that you can really bet on to put together a s- stretches of really good football. And that's, that's what happened. Um, Dak came back down to earth against much better defense, much better pass rush. And um, that's the reality of the Cowboys. You know what I realized? You know what I realized? <laughs> I knew Dak wasn't that guy when you re- every game you just have to win you to say if Dak plays like this. You don't say that about Mahomes, bro. You don't say you know he's gonna put up those numbers. You have to say every game if Dak can throw for three hundred yards and and no interceptions, bro. If Mahomes every cannot turn the ball over. If Dak can do this, if you can limit his th- amount of throws to under like thirty five, like there's a lot of conditionals that come with Dak that don't come with other quarterbacks. That's facts. Um, but yeah, the Cowboys are. I think they should take. I don't even know. People are saying take Bijan Robinson. That's just a terrible idea, bro. I just don't think a running Cowboys don't really need a running back, bro. Tony Pollard is the guy. Um, but yeah, moving on now, we got to talk about predictions starting in the AFC. The Bengals keeps rematch. Um, Bengals are three and zero or the in the last three games against the Chiefs one, last year in the AFC Championship game and two times in the regular season. Um, but honestly, <clears throat> I don't know what the extent of Mahomes' injury is. If he's hurt, he's uh, I don't care because he's he's gonna win this game, bro. Patrick Mahomes is that guy. He's gonna come in and win this game if he wins on one leg uh, because of the injury. If he wins, he's really goaded because he's only playing on one leg. So he's you, not you, playing on one leg, bro. You really can't lose in this situation. I'm picking Mahomes all day. Um, I think he'll get the win. I cannot angles. Another game and get back to back Super Bowl. Games. So I'm praying Patrick Mahomes does this because I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have a much better chance of uh, beating the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Um, hot take, yeah, I got the Eagles. Because listen, if the Bengals get to the Super Bowl, bro, and that front line for the Eagles plays against Joe Burrow, I don't know if Joe Burrow can survive that game. But winning this game 31 27, Patrick Mahomes plays an amazing game. This will be uh, the equivalent of the Jordan flu game. So are you? Are you serious, bro? Get his meat out of your mouth. How? How am I going to – Keep bro, it in there, bro. You're about to be like, oh, my God, he was hurt. He was hurt. But if he wins – Well, yeah, he was hurt. So, you know, you're not going to – He's like, not hurt, bro. He was literally spinning around in practice, bro. He was doing twirls. He definitely hurt, bro. He's not hurt. They're you blowing smoke, bro. You... This is not a high ankle sprain. I thought you were a Mahomes fan. I – they, bro, how, how can he even move if he had a high ankle sprain? He should be in a walking boot. This is not a high ankle sprain, bro. There's no way they're capping. You saw, you saw the players itself, bro. I saw the play, but I've, bro, they, Mike Williams was out for like six weeks with a high ankle sprain. You could do a lot for a high ankle sprain to get them to play. You really think he would be running? He was jogging in practice with a high bet. ankle I've done it. With the high ankle sprain? Okay. You just go, it hurts, but you just go play, bro. He didn't, he wasn't limping or anything. You Very interesting. It, you, you can put in, you can do injections to the ankle. That's, that's a whole other issue. That's some medical stuff. But you can do a lot to rehab that ankle back for him to play at least another game or to get him ready. Interesting. And it's hard, bro, because, you know, the best quarterback in the league has heart and he's tough, he's gritty. That's why he's number one. You think he took um, 
he took like a shot or something to practice because he was a full practice the whole week and he wasn't on the injury report. Bro, I didn't know you were watching Chiefs practice, man. Get his meat out of your mouth. Oh, God. Jesus, <laughs> him, bro. I watched his press conference. He would look fine. Jesus, him. He's fine after watching a press conference, bro. What does that even mean? He walked off the podium and he put weight on the ankle. There's different grades of high ankle spurs. Hey, just say you're Mahomes haters. Okay, bro, we get it. I'm just, I'm just preparing the, preparing America for the ex- excuses that will happen if he, if he loses. I feel like it's like if he's out there, bro, it should not matter. If he's out there, he's playing. He wins, he wins. He loses, he loses. You keep, no, there, there better not be any excuses. No, there will be. I guarantee you. No, I already got my excuse ready. If Mahomes loses, bro. He's hurt. Oh my god. Oh, my God. Because he is hurt. Like, I mean, Josh Allen was fully healthy last game. I don't even know, like, what kind no, of – No, he, he had an elbow. He had the elbow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he can't start to say that. Yeah, I'm yeah, playing. but yeah. – I'm playing. I'm playing. Go ahead. Can you give your prediction? If my prediction is – I mean, y'all know who I'm rocking with. That's my boy. Through, from A1, day one, I'm going Kansas City. Um, they're gonna take the dub 31st, 24th. I think that 24th only gonna be scored in garbage song, too. I think Pat Mahomes gonna go up here and you know get it lit back on, on Joe Burrow, bro. He's tired of hear the three and no talks. He's gonna on one leg, he's gonna you know blow these guys up, bro. Um, blow out, I don't know about blow out, bro. That's kind of wild. I'm calling it right here, right now. It's gonna be a blowout. Um, yeah, I just don't, I think Chris Jones gonna have. A signature Chris Jones playoff game. I think Mahomes is going to have a signature Patty Mahomes game. I think it's going to be uh, the team going to click on all cylinders, and I think they're going to out, outclass that O line of the Bengals. I think the defense of the Chiefs will do just enough to stop you know T Higgins and Jamar Chase. Just enough. They won't. They won't neutralize them. They'll get their catches. They'll get their you know their big catches, their explosive plays. But I think they'll be able to bottle up Joe Mixon. And do just enough to stop the receivers. So I think this will be a blowout. I think Juju going to, you know, help the seams. And I think Travis Kelsey going to be Travis Kelsey. Bro, you know what? I saw something from the uh, the the Cincinnati mayor, bro, talking about we got to take a paternity test to see if Joe Burrow's Mahomes. Father. Exactly. Tell me, Mahomes. He, 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 bro, he actually said that. Yeah, bro. You don't think he, you don't think Mahomes hears that, bro? Oh, Why is Cincinnati <laughs> talking so much, bro? You don't talk to Mahomes. Bro, <laughs> Crazy. Oh, yeah, Mahomes will see. You'll see, bro. You'll see Mahomes. Shoot, man. I might have to change my pick. Just kidding, bro. I believe in Burrow. Um, like you believed in Josh Allen? With yeah. 12 seconds, with 12 Burrow, seconds. Burrow's different, bro. Burrow, Burrow is different. He is <laughs> a Joe Burrow uh, fan now, bro. That's crazy, bro. Who was the guy who believed in the um, Bengals going into this year? Dog, all I'm saying is if Lamar Jackson decided to play, bro, they would have won these games. We'll see. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows, man? Um, but yeah, um, I think this is going to be an awesome rematch. I'm so excited to see two of the best quarterbacks in the league go at it yet again. Uh, Burrow is 3-0. and He's going for the 4-0. Um, but I think the biggest, the biggest story of the Bengals' success against Mahomes is how well their defense is played. Um, they only rushed three or four. And I was watching the highlights of their last two matchups against each other and how they've kind of contained Mahomes. Um, And they do a great job at being disciplined in their rush lanes. I've been grinding, bro, grinding the all-22s for this game. Um, You know, they keep him inside the pocket, and they force him to have to extend plays. And we're going to have to – we're going to really see if that um, ankle is okay. Um, by, because they're going to keep him in the pocket and he's going to have to stand and kind of maneuver inside the pocket. They're not going to let him get outside, and I don't know if he wants to go outside much. Um, but, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's going to be a great game. Um, I think uh, – I just don't think the Chiefs have much of an answer for um, the Bengals receiving weapons. Um, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins – um, they've had a lot of success against the Chiefs defense. I know the line for the Bengals is um, very dinged up, um, but I think 
they're going to have a good plan for him. And Joe Burrow is going to be ready. He knows Chris Jones is going to be lurking. Um, he's looking for his first playoff sack ever. Um, so that's definitely going to be an issue. Um, but I think just the fact that they have these weapons and Joe Mixon, um, he turned up last game. Like he, he was one of the bigger talkers on um, the, uh, the Bengals. He said they're the big dogs of the AFC. And, um, yeah, I, like he, he really showed up last week. And I think they're going to have to be very balanced if they want to win this game. Because otherwise, Chiefs are just going to pin their ears back and get to Burrow probably because um, they do have a better defensive line um, than the Buffalo Bills. So it's going to be important to, for them to establish Mixon and Pirine. And then the defense just has to be disciplined. Um, no double moves against Eli Apple. He, he's talked a lot, and he's going to have to back it up because I bet you they're going to attack him. And the Chiefs are going to come out and try to punch the Bengals in the mouth. Um, but I think the Bengals will, will respond, and they'll win a close game 27-24. All right, now moving on to the NFC Championship game. 49ers, Eagles, can you take it away? Yeah, I think, you know, asking this rookie and Brock Purdy, we saw how he was last week with uh, against Dallas. I think asking him to go and guess, you know, the number one seed, you know, arguably the best roster in football, go into Philly, a city who's already known for its aggressive fans, and take that team out, I think it's a very – it's hard. Um, if he does, he's him for sure, but – I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's a very difficult task to ask him to do. Um, so I'll have to pick the Eagles with this one. I think the offense is certainly a little better, um, especially with you know, the veterans. John Hurts, who's been in the system for three years now, has the weapons in A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Um, I think their O-lines, O-lines are pretty similar in strength. D-line, the uh, Eagles D-line is, I think, going to put them over the edge. I think that pressure to be able to get on a pretty gonna you know make him look a rookie once again, and I think they'll end up taking this one pretty pretty safely. I think the score is gonna be the ghost seventeen twenty one Eagles win. Yeah, for me, um, I'm gonna agree with Kenny here. I think the Eagles are gonna win this game. Um, from what I saw from the Niners, Brock Purdy, if he plays like he played against the Cowboys, I don't think they're going to win this game. Jalen Hurts is going to be on a – he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, I feel like people were doubting the Eagles all season, Shrey included, me included. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think the Eagles have a much more potent defensive line than the Cowboys did. Um, the Cowboys have Micah and D-Law, but the Eagles have four players that have double-digit sacks this year, and I think they're going to get to Purdy. Uh, the X factor in this game for the Niners is George Kittle, though. If they feed Kittle, because I don't see anybody guarding George Kittle on this on this um, Eagles defense. Because uh, I think Ayuk will be in check, and I think Debo will be in check, because they have two great corners in Bradbury um, and uh, Darius Slay. And then they also got Maddox back. So, yeah, they will be. he will be the X factor. But I just think there's no team that can really stop the Eagles, especially on the ground. Um, I don't even know if... Honestly, I don't even know if I don't know if uh if the 49ers can keep up with the Eagles defense, bro. This defense can be flying. Um, and then the Eagles run game is just I think if they just control the ball and especially it's in Philadelphia, that's the last place Brock Purdy wants to play. I, mean, I got the 49ers win or I got the Eagles winning this game 27 to 20. Um, I think it will be more so Eagles just dominating possession in this game and the 49ers clawing back at the very end. Damn. Surprising. Um, you know, I was going to pick the Eagles, but I flipped my pick to the Niners. I feel like the Niners will take a page out of what the Commanders did earlier this season to beat the Eagles in Philly. Um, and they're going to try to just bleed this clock every single play. They're going to take it down to like one or two seconds and keep the ball away from Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, and obviously we know the uh, the Niners have a really, really good defense. They're tops in the league, so that's going to put a lot of pressure if they can, you know, keep, if they don't have as many possessions on the Eagles to, you know, put up points every time they get the ball. And um, that I think that has to be the formula for the Niners to win uh, because we know that 
there is a decided advantage at quarterback um, with Purdy versus Hertz. So um, they're going to have to do whatever they can um, to keep him off the field. And I think they will do just that um, with the combination of Debo and um, Elijah Mitchell and CMC running the ball. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to have to scheme these guys open because I think they're going to play a lot of man. These are two of the best corners in the league with Bradbury and Slay. Um, and it's going to be have, have to be a Kyle Shanahan masterclass. Um, and I think they will just do that. Um, the Niners have been knocking on the door for so many years, and I feel like this has to be their year. Um, they have such a good team. They have the defensive player of the year. Um, they have all pros and pro bowlers all across the board, and I think they're really going to show up um, and take it to this Eagles team. Um, it's going to be a close one. Um, I feel like we might see Purdy make his first you know, rookie mistake um, but I, I believe in this guy. I think he'll bounce back and make just enough plays um, for the Niners to win a real close one. It's going to be really interesting. Like the battle between the offensive line and defensive line um, on both sides of the ball is going to be pretty, pretty it's going to be pretty wild. And I think the uh, Niners will be able to hold up just enough um, to get this um, Niners team to win on the road 23-20. Mm. So there you go. There is the end of the season is coming up. Um, Pro Bowl games are next week, though. So, yeah, we're probably going to start talking about the NBA uh, after this week. But, yeah, NFL is coming to an end. Uh, sad to see it, but it is what it is. Um, and with all that being said, that's going to wrap up our show for this week. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you, guys. Peace.